The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. What happens after cancer treatment? Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, the Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The key word, Percy, is survivorship, but let's define what we mean by that. Yeah, that's an interesting term, and depending on who you're talking to, it could mean a lot of different things. In the context of this conversation with the, with respect to the care and, and overall overarching uh, support of cancer patients, it is what happens to patients after they are finished with their clinical uh, treatment and protocols. So it doesn't just end there. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, well, because what we think is that, you know, typically uh, patients are finished with their, their chemotherapy or their uh, their regimen of care, and they're going back home and everything is fine. And the fact of the matter is there is a new normal that has taken place in the lives of cancer patients as a result of their treatment and of their disease process. And so there needs to be follow-up and, a, and an awareness of things that needs to be done on a consistent basis after one has finished their so-called treatment and care. So this is an integral part of cancer care. Absolutely, and should should be made available to all cancer patients. I'm not sure if that's truly the case. But again, we'll hear about today uh, an individual who helps uh, support and manage a program called a survivorship program that addresses the mental, emotional, physical dynamics of what is happening to patients, uh, emotional dynamics of patients after they're done with their treatment and how they're being impacted now. They're gone home and uh, there's a whole new process of things that is sitting in front of them that has to be unpackaged. I'm so encouraged that someone's giving thought to this and more than thought, they're actually doing it. Oh so, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll continue to talk about it here today, but let's open the scriptures to uh, an appropriate passage as well. Yep, our spiritual nugget for today, my friend, is 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he may lift you up in due time. Verse 7 is our operative verse. Cast all your anxiety. In the King James translation, it says cares. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We're talking about caring for those after they finish their cancer treatment. It's called Cancer Survivorship, and it's our topic today on health, hope, and inspiration. So glad you've joined us. For more information, go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. More just ahead. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. 
care that never quits. You are tuned into this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're just getting started today, so glad to have you along. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae, and Percy's with our guest now. Well, with me today is Kimberly Randolph, and she is uh, a nurse practitioner at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia, and she manages and works in the survivorship program there. And I want to talk about survivorship and the program of survivorship, but before we do that, welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you, and uh, we're excited, obviously, uh, about the work that you do. Talk to us a little bit about uh, being a nurse practitioner, uh, that is a now growing vocation and area in the field of medicine. What is a nurse practitioner? So a nurse practitioner is a registered nurse that has an advanced degree, typically a master's degree and um, in nurse practitioner. But that can be in acute care, geriatric care, um, family practice, a variety of things. Um, we're able to prescribe medications, make orders, um, see patients. So I function very similar to that of a physician. And, and my understanding of the vocation of, of nurse practitioners are in many cases in a lot of clinics now where, where physicians were basically filling roles and responsibilities. Now a lot of nurse practitioners are, are taking those roles in those arenas. So this is a huge, big, growing vocation. Most definitely. Most definitely. We're huge in primary care. And as um, we're moving along and doing better and getting more advanced in our training, um, we're into more and more specialties now. That's awesome. With respect to that, what led you to become a nurse? Why a nurse? And certainly it sounds like you did some additional things to become a nurse practitioner. Why nursing? What what motivated you and inspired you to go into nursing? Well, I definitely have a love for people in general. And so taking care of them and making a difference in their life was um, what I wanted to do. And nursing allowed me to do that and care for the whole person everything, not just the physical. And getting my master's degree then allowed me to be more autonomous in caring for that patient and um, just go beyond the typical aspects of regular nursing. And in our introduction, we, we mentioned the fact that you manage and you work within the survivorship program at your facility. Uh, and, and you just emphasize the word whole person. Let's talk about what does it mean to be able to support or provide care to the whole person. What does that mean and and how does that tie into survivorship? That's the program that you manage and work within. Let's let's connect the dots with those two terms, please. Yes, I feel so privileged to be able to work in a survivorship program. And what we do in survivorship is we help connect those dots and help patients move from active treatment to surveillance. And what does that look like? Mm. And, and what do they need? And who needs to see them? And how often do they need to be seen? Um, not just focusing on the cancer, but focusing on the everything else, making sure they're getting their preventative screenings, making sure they're taking care of their blood pressure and their diabetes and their cholesterol and not falling, letting any of those things um, go unseen or treated. So that falls within the context of the term that you use whole person. What other elements of one's being falls into whole person care? Everything. You know, when I see a patient, I don't just see that they have breast cancer. I see that they're a mom, they're a sister, they're a daughter, they're an aunt. They have responsibilities at work, at home, and all those play into their health and, and their care. Their care 
also depends upon those other responsibilities they have. You know, how often can they be come to their doctor's visit? Mm-hmm. What's their financial obligations? Okay. Are they the breadwinner in the home? Are they that single mom? And so all of that's very important. And I think in the past, survivors, um, those things were ignored. So they finished their treatment, they went back home, and and they theoretically were kind of cut loose, but they there was a lot of uh, hanging chads that were not reconnected back to their lives that required them and was needed for them to continue on in a very balanced manner. Exactly. Just because they look like their old self doesn't mean they feel like their old self. And often now they're dealing with symptoms of treatment such as fatigue or neuropathy or um, maybe even pain, anxiety, all these other burdens that have come from treatment and nobody was addressing those. And those are the things that we do in survivorship. And, and because I'm somewhat familiar with this program a little bit, and I'll just throw it out there just to kind of uh, titillate everyone's thinking, sexuality, uh, you know, again, intimacy issues. So, again, you're, you're covering a big, wide landscape. You said everything. I'm going to say it the way you said it with regard to who these individuals are as a whole human being. That's so true. And the sexual aspect does go missed. Very often. One, because providers are often uncomfortable to discuss that, or two, sometimes because they purely don't have the time. Hmm. And so it's a huge part of, 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 the, of the person. You know, now they're coming out of treatment and they want to feel normal and they want to resume their regular lifestyle, but maybe they can't. Or maybe they've had a change in their body image yep. and now their partner doesn't look at them the same sure. way. Um, maybe things just don't function the same way. Um, so those things have to be discussed. And and it's very important to let patients know these are normal feelings. They're normal. So symptoms. new norms That's in their lives right. that are being That's established. Right. And in some cases, folks need to be assisted to work through and to provide support for. Definitely. And sometimes there's other ways to find intimacy and go out on a date again, have sure. dinner again, renew the relationship the way you did before. But no one will talk to you about that. And so it's important that they grasp that. So with regard to, and I'm still on the whole person thing, as you can tell, I haven't let it go yet. In that context, I would assume, and again, you can correct me and whatever your comfort level is in discussing this, that also would include one spirituality. Most definitely. So let's talk Talk to me a little bit about how, you know, how are you as a nurse practitioner in the survivorship program helping people work with uh, their sense of spirituality and well-being, if that's part of the whole person. And it is. There's no question about that. How are you empowered and able to help people assist them through that? Well, definitely through talking with the patient, you can find out if they're religious or not and if they believe. Okay. Oftentimes they will reference that. Um, and for some, that means um, having prayer groups, you know, um, reading different things in the morning. Okay. Um, so you're empowered the- to do that. Most definitely to talk to them about that. Um, And I encourage that. If that's where their faith is, then use those people from church to help them walk with you, to exercise, seek them for support and guidance. Um, When you're stressed out with anxiety and things like that, seek those people who support you the most. So So you're a busy lady. I mean, again, you're you're covering a, a, a wide array of of things related to one's human makeup as a result of being a cancer patient that so they're done with their treatment and so we're you're providing follow up and support 
in whatever those areas are needed for them. How do you assess that? Do you do an assessment? How do you engage that conversation with the patient? Right. So we have initial questions that when you enter a doctor's office, you would ask very much like a complete physical exam. Okay. Um, I don't ask religious specific questions there, but we'll go around a lot with symptoms or support. Um, so those kinds of things. Sure. And then that will often lead to their needs. And then you specialize or tailor the treatment to what their needs are. So then with that being said, given your focus, your emphasis and 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 what you're doing, how important is a survivorship follow-up program for cancer patients? Give us a sense of how important is this and and are we having enough discussion about this in the cancer care community? Survivorship is definitely up and coming. It's something that's been talked about since 2005 with the Institute of Medicine when they came out with a paper that focused on what we call survivorship care plans. But it wasn't until 2015 that accrediting bodies such as the Commission on Cancer or the NAPBC started to require that we provide survivorship care plans. And so that's how we started our program here. But I've made it more than that. I've made it a clinic. We don't just provide you a care plan. We find out what you really need and how we can help you move forward. Wow, that sounds very extensive. Having said that, I would have to imagine for all of the different various uh, human dynamics of being a whole person, you have to have one or two stories of, of something that you've seen with a patient and providing that type of support that really made a difference for them, impacted them, helped them. Do you have a story uh, that you'd want to share to possibly inspire this audience around the role and the importance of survivorship and providing that type of focused support? Well, one of my favorite patients um, I started seeing, and she was approximately two years into survivorship, actually, or after treatment when I started seeing her. And so at that point, she'd lost her home. She'd lost friends to cancer. Her dog had passed away. She'd gained lots of weight. She was depressed. When I say her problem list, it included about 12 different items. Okay. And pretty much it was doom and gloom. She couldn't exercise. They hadn't been on vacation in years. And because they had lost their home, I mean, they were in financial, you know, right. And so this was a very difficult case. I mean, I spent probably an hour, hour and a half with the patient initially. And we said, we'll work through each problem one at a time. And that's what we did. For the pain, I got her into pain management. She got a pain block, which helped her back pain. Okay. Then we encouraged her to exercise, okay. so she started exercising. She lost weight. She began to feel better. Her rheumatoid arthritis started to improve. Okay. Um, as she began able to do things, she started to get back to work. The financial situation got better, yeah. and her and her husband were able to get a new home. And now she started her own travel agency. Okay. So, and then they actually recently went on their first vacation in many, many Aww. years. So it was stepwise approach. It was working at one thing at a time. It was helping her with those various issues. And I mean, and now she's doing amazingly well. So this is an example of we defeated and beat the cancer, mm-hmm. but all of the other residual effect of the process, 
whether it be mental, emotional, financial, what have you, physical, needed to be addressed. So the work wasn't done. No. Okay, chemotherapy is over with. Radiation is over with. But we have all of these other residual dynamics that now need uh, support. And so that's why we're calling this survivorship because this is beyond just the treatment of cancer and the surviving of a treatment of cancer. Now it's the other things that come as a result of that that has to make you feel very rewarding. What is the one big thing in our closing seconds that we have here? One big thing that you'd like to say to this audience today to inspire them around the importance of the role of survivorship as you've just unpackaged it. Well, if your provider is not providing you a survivorship care plan, ask for one. The uh, American Cancer Society has a lot of survivorship tools online, as well as the Live Strong. And so find something, be an advocate for yourself, and definitely get a plan for your care after treatment. That's Kimberly Randolph, nurse practitioner, who is the manager of the survivorship program at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. Thank you for creating survivors and thrivers with the support that you provide. Thank you. Yeah, our thanks to Kimberly Randolph here today. Now, she mentioned some great resources. We have another one we want to offer our listeners, and we'll talk all about it coming up next on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. This program is called Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and that's exactly what we try to do each week. Glad you could join us today as we talk about cancer survivorship. What a great conversation with Kimberly Randolph here. What a special person to do what she does as well. Yeah, you can tell that she has a spirit and an energy that really is revitalizing. And as she approaches her uh, vocation with regard to her nursing background, that she's part of a survivorship program, that she's in helping patients work through the post dynamics of what happens with their care and their treatment as a patient. She talked about so many practical aspects of creative cancer care. We want to put a resource into the hands of our listeners called Creative Cancer Care to take this even one step further. We do. She prefaced what she does and and what she's inspired to do around the dynamic of caring for the whole person. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that before in this program, which is really where we get the term holistic medicine from, because there's more than just one dynamic that impacts or is impacted uh, by uh, sickness and disease and treatment. And so we have a resource here that gives us a, the ability to really look at the whole person of an individual and how we can creatively care for them 
post-treatment. The good news is you can download this document right now at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But let's talk about it because there are several issues here that it's not just a registered nurse who's involved in survivorship can work on. It's something we all can do to help uh, cancer survivors. Well, ultimately, when we really think about what we do here, Wayne, and the privilege of what we've been doing now for many months now is empowering the average layperson, family member, uh, individual who is connected somehow to a cancer care patient to be better informed Mm -hmm. and then ultimately better equipped to pragmatically respond to the needs and the issues of someone either in your church, in your family, in your neighborhood, and help them step through the process of cancer and cancer care in some capacity. So even after treatment ends, do you often find that people need a little boost in their spirits? Well, absolutely. Again, when we think about the rigors of cancer treatment, chemotherapy, surgery, uh, radiation, and all that goes into that process, and in some cases, uh, these are lengthy processes, not necessarily just uh, in and out kind of scenario. When they finally get to the place where they're finished with their care and their treatment, they really they have a new normal in their life. We use the term new norm, and their life now has been somewhat altered and shifted. And they do they need to be revitalized. They need a shot in the arm uh, with regard of energy and thought and uh, thoughts toward the future uh, with regard to who they are. So again, uh, creative care becomes essential because we need to think outside the box. We need to start thinking about other things that are impacting them. And one of those types of things that we should be uh, mindful of is just self-image of cancer patients. Think about someone who has lost their hair or lost a body part, for example. I know I'm thinking of a particular young lady who uh, had her breast removed and she came back to show me a tattoo where she had covering her scar. Mm. Well, this is post-care now. She's finished with her treatment and care, but she's still thinking about how she looks Mm -hmm. and the perception of how she feels. And she wanted someone to understand that she did something about that and she wanted to be nurtured through that process. That's an example of, again, when we talk about creative care from a self-image perspective, that we need to be mindful that they're done with their treatment, but they're now dealing with the ramifications of how they look, how they feel about how they look. They, they may have lost their hair. They may have lost a body part. Something has been changed. There's a new normal in their life. How are we responding to that? Yeah, what can we do? Well, there are several things that, that can be done. For example, uh, a creative idea is that for women who are finishing up with care, we can get them a, a gift certificate at a spa. I don't know any woman in America who doesn't <laughs> enjoy a spa day. If you can get a hot rock placed on her neck and a seaweed wrap and, and a massage, I mean, you are in like Flint. Think about the, the person who is struggling with how they feel, and we're just going to give them a spa treatment day to boost and lift their spirits. There's a very good practical idea. Okay. Very often after a, a rigorous cancer treatment program, daily life is difficult. You know, tasks, even simple tasks are hard to accomplish, aren't they? Absolutely. Again, life does not uh, stop. There are still things that needs to be done and, and needs to be maintained. Uh, there may be a time and a period where we can help individuals prepare a meal, uh, help them with some of those basic types of things uh, because, again, they're tired. They're not necessarily uh, at full 
physical strength. So again, we can begin to help them with that. Or we can offer to help clean their home or do their yard work. I remember there was a single lady that I supported one time who lived alone and she didn't have anyone to help her with her yard work. And so the the brethren from the church began to come by and consistently help uh, do her yard and cut her grass and do some things around the house. Because we're talking about practical stuff here. Mm -hmm. This is not rocket science, Wayne. Mm -hmm. Things that any one of us can do if we are thoughtful and connected to the one that's uh, close to us or someone that we know in our neighborhood or in our church. There's so many ways that we can be an encourager to someone who's gone through cancer treatment. Very often they become depressed or they sometimes wonder if the fight for life is worth it, and we can encourage them along the way. And Kimberly mentioned sometimes there are financial needs that we can help with. Well, there are most definitely, as we well know, health care is expensive and cancer care is expensive specifically. So there may be opportunities as a community, as a church, that we may be able to have a fundraiser, that we may be able to do some things that we can pitch in to help them offset some of their cancer uh, care-related costs that will help them as they kind of get back on their feet and work through the rigors and challenges of their day. We can make cancer patients laugh. Uh, we can discuss future plans that they have uh, given up on, vacations, etc. So there's a lot that we can do if we just really think and become practical. Consider these thought starters. We've put them together into a document that you can download right now to get you going in this area. It's called Creative Care. It's available online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. I love that scripture you open the program with today. Yep, our spiritual nugget that we're going to close with strong today is 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Verse 7 is what we want you to run with and remember. Cast all your anxiety or cares on him because he cares for you. That's truth. All right, that's Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. The program has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The website, if you want to download this free resource, Creative Care, the website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thanks for your time today. Thanks for your heart. Thank you, my friend. God bless. We'll see you all next week for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.